0: Welcome to today's BCOG online podcast episode. These weekly sermons are a part of the growing online ministry of God. Buford Church of God is a growing multi-campus and multicultural Pentecostal church north of Atlanta. We are reaching people around the world to see life transformed through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in with us and enjoy today's episode with Senior Pastor Joey Grizzle. Remain standing with me, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 through 31. To whom then will you liken me, declares the Lord, or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who brings out the stars by number, he calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one star is missing. Why do you say, O oh, Jacob, and speak, O oh Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator? of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary his understanding is unsearchable he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases strength even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Say amen at the reading of God's word. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you for coming to this social distance service. Good to see the turnip seeds back with us. Has to be the coolest last name in the history of last names. Did you bring those babies with you today? Make sure we get to see. Their little boy, first time he came here, he walked through those doors like Wyatt Earp. He just stood there in the doorway. We all looked at him. He's like, what you want? (laughs) Took him down to the nursery. He just took over. He was, all the kids, they they would come to him and he would kind of direct the nursery for a little while. He was like an extra supervisor in there. Good to have you guys back with us. This is a great promise. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles run, not be weary. We talk about that verse and we apply it to our lives and we're desperate to receive it. But let me get right to the point. I know that we have labored long with lots of things going on. Another shout-out, thank you to Angie Cromwell for decorating for our Mother's Day service. She's going to be decorating for all of our major holidays. You'll see banners in the foyer that will announce it and something up here that will remind you, fellas, to go buy your mother a present and your wife. Mother's Day is more than Mother's Day here. It's Ladies' Day. Because even if you're not a mama yet, you can have a mama spirit over this house. And we want to unlock that in the name of Jesus. So thank you for this beautiful decoration. I picked out all the colors. Well, I didn't have anything to do with it, did I? (laughs) They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, before you get to that verse, you have to go through the other verses, you can't just jump to the promise without hearing the commandments. The difficulty is far too often we try and unlock the promise and we release the words into our life, but we don't have any obedience or intellectual correspondence with the journey toward that promise. And the Bible makes it very clear as to how you can get to this superpower of strength, this infusion of, of heaven stamina. It starts off with this argument of the, of the Lord. Who else can do what I do? Give me the resume of somebody else that can wake the stars up and keep them burning for thousands of years. Who, who, who but me can do these things? I am the Lord, the creator. And he gave himself this accolade, this resume, this list of things that are only true for himself. And then he started describing you and I. Even the youth, the young among you, will get tired and need rest. I don't slumber and I don't sleep. I don't need rest. I'm not even taking Tylenol over what you're going through. Your problems in your life are meaningless compared to my strength and power. Matter of fact, the Bible says that the sufferings of this present age aren't even worthy to be compared to the reward that you and I are going to receive. How much greater is the God that we serve? Let me tell you something. If you want renewed strength, you've got to do two things. You have to put God in His place, and you have to put you in yours. You have to first acknowledge that God is great and greatly to be praised. I think sometimes in the midst of adversity, we forget who He is. And if you're going to come to God, you must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. So when you come to God, make sure you know that He's God, high and lifted up, and His train fills the temple. Beside Him, there is no other. He is God and there's none like Him on this earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He is beautiful and majestic. Wonderful. He's a counselor and a prince of peace and a mighty God and a holy one and a lamb of God and a Lord God almighty. He's the line of the tribe of Judah and the root of David. He's the word of life and the author of salvation. He's the way, a day spring, a Lord of all, a wheel within a wheel, a stream in a desert, the precious rose of Sharon, a lily in the valley, the bride and the morning star, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end he is God and the second immutable fact is I can't even walk without holding on to his hand because if you have strength on your own you don't need this verse he doesn't give power to the powerful he gives power to the weak So if you're here today and you've got all the friends you need and the money you want and all your problems are answered, chances are you're probably in the wrong church. People that attend this church, we have something wrong with us. That's why we act this way. Don't get quiet on me. You wouldn't be here if there weren't something wrong with you. You'd be at one of those other churches. We assemble at the Beaufort Church of God Because we have found blood that pardons and we have found stripes that heal. Had it not been for the Lord who was on our side. We don't know where this shipwreck would be. But thanks be unto God, his arm was long enough and his love was lasting enough that he didn't give up on me when I deserved to be walked away from. No, sir. God so loved me that he sent his only son to die in my place, carry my cross, call me by name. I left darkness behind and I chased God to this celestial place of glory. And my name is now written down in the Lamb's book of life. So when I come to church, I don't come to watch you get a blessing. I come because it's me, it's me, it's me that stands in need of God's touch. I came to the house today not to watch strength get handed out to everybody else. I came because I don't want my cross to get heavy. Lest while I preach to others, I myself become a castaway. No, sir. I'm in the house today because I need something from God. Well, pastor, I'm here just to see how well you preach. Well, you'll be, no, you'll be entertained. (laughs) But it won't change your life. I'm here to encounter God. My preaching isn't really preaching in the traditional sense. It's really just spontaneous human combustion. (laughs) All I do is get on stage and ignite and have an encounter with God and let you watch it. But before I leave here, I intend to have an encounter with God. I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to think about this. This is the third sermon I've preached today. Third sermon. There is zero difference in the way I feel right now preaching this word and the way I felt this word when God had me praying for it at 3 o'clock this morning. There is no distinction, no variation in me as to how I feel right now preaching this. You know why? Because I'm not preaching to you. I love you, but you didn't save me. I preach because the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. I came into the house today for the audience of one. If I carry a cross other than the one God places on me, I will burn out. Some of you burn out because you carry the wrong cross. But I carry this cross of ministry with enthusiasm, with passion, because I expect to have an encounter with God while I'm preaching to you. I know who He is. I know who I am not. And then he starts to boldly proclaim, they that wait upon the Lord. That word wait is an unusual word because it has multiplicity of meanings. You can probably find That word used in various ways within Scripture and even in your own life. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the first way that it's intended, especially for this modern generation, please forgive me, I'm about to go PG-13 on you. Sexual purity. One of the best ways that you can test a person's patience is sexual temptation. If you think you have to be satisfied sexually to be happy, you'll live in sin. You will find that your life will be characterized by your chronic commitment to your own narcissistic lifestyle. Matter of fact, it's difficult to preach on this anymore. People get upset about it. There are certain sins that we can't talk about in church anymore. They've actually said you can preach against this sin, this sin, and this sin, but don't you dare mention this sin because they can't help it. Everybody else, they can help it. You can get over it. But when it comes to this sin, forget about it. They're not going to be able to find any refuge in your church. My problem is, I don't believe that. I think God can save anybody. Pastor, you don't understand. I was born that way. We were all born that way. What gives you a free pass on your sins simply because you think you can't help yourself? When I came down to the altar, I had to change. I didn't come down to the altar and go, God, guess what I am? Make me feel better about me. Heaven will not respond to you because God's not in the business of raising your self-esteem. He's in the business of writing your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Any sexual relationship outside of marriage is a sin. Like it, love it, hate it, that's Christianity. Invent your own religion, but don't try and change ours. The Bible says what it says. And marriage, according to Jesus, is a holy covenant between a man who was born a man and a woman who was born a woman. And I know that seems to tick everybody off, but we're Buford Church of God. We don't give a happy holy rip what anybody says about the word of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. We can't build our lives on what they say. We have to build our lives on what he said. That word out there is sinking sand, and it will lead my babies to hell. I'm in a fight with the devil to take my family to heaven, and I will not bow my knee on one subject and let the devil get a foothold in my house no in this church we are on a highway to heaven and it's not a highway of convenience it's not a highway of my own wants and desires it's a highway called holiness and we have to come out from among them and be separate says the Lord hallelujah draw a line in the sand it's not right for you to find satisfaction in the Internet Or a social media relationship, or going to the bar just because your biological clock is ticking too fast. Grow up. If you think that leads to happiness, you will live an empty, bankrupt emotional life. Matter of fact, you'll get old fast. Purity. We used to say this, and in actually, Kelly Melton coined this phrase: "Modest is hottest." Let me tell you where to find your future bride or your future husband. In an altar. Now, don't you come down here praying for her either. We'll pray for her. You just sit in your seat and pray for her. I like the way Mia praises God. I remember watching her. Well, (laughs) she'll lift those hands, praise the Lord. Nothing more beautiful to me than her praising God because she don't belong to me. She belongs to a king. She was a lady in waiting. And when she waited on the Lord, the Lord renewed her strength. Aren't you glad you're back on this day, turnip seed? Huh? Talk to me. Yeah. Now she can mount up with wings like an eagle. She can be what God called her to be. Listen to me, church. I know this is an awkward subject to talk about, but sexual purity is just gone in this culture. It's like everybody thinks they're supposed to announce to God whatever their preferences are. You should read the Bible and figure out what his preferences are. Do what he says. So you're waiting. Lady in waiting. Second way, in my opinion, is because sometimes it feels like God is late. Get quiet on me. If you don't believe that's going to happen to you, keep on living. I'm a witness. There are times I feel like I'm praying and I'm doing a lot better praying than he is answering. Pastor, I can't believe you said that. It's in the Bible. David said it. Job really said it gave him a whole book saying it <laughs> how long oh God what's the hold up I don't deserve this you're just going to let this happen and you, sit, you spend your time arguing and if you're not careful you get impatient and start trying to solve your own problems and when you start trying to solve your own problems you're going to get into a lot of trouble you better wait on God you better wait for him to bring the solution into your life before you get too animated with your own frenzied friction in your heart and mind and you start trying to answer your own life's troubles and then you're going to get in trouble. With your own plans, your own vocation, you get impatient. In your patience possess you your soul. He'll show up. How do you know, Pastor? Because he's coming. He's coming. I've served God long enough. Somebody give me a witness. If you, if you just hold on. To God's unchanging hand. If if you'll just put an anchor for the soul into the soil of your own prayer life, I promise you there will be a day, a great getting up morning for your prayer where God answers according to his time. He's not on your time. He's on his time. Could you not tarry? Could you not wait? Terry one hour could you not stay up with me just hold on a minute don't don't run out of the church so quick don't leave the Bible too quick don't don't get away so fast I, I go to the lake all of the time i the church has a little sailboat and I get out there and I'll sail all over that lake and I always wait until the sun goes down because that's the grand finale of the day I like to be out there and watch God's artistic work and it's just the most beautiful time and and I always get a little frustrated with all those lake people and then the sun goes down I'm the only one out there I'm the only one left I'm like why would you get out here and bake yourself all day and miss this can't wait to go do the next thing somebody asked me one time pastor why in the world do you want to be on a sailboat you can't get anywhere fast. I said, look, if I'm on the lake, I'm already there. <laughs> Where am I going to go? <laughs> Slow down. Take a little time right now. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Just slide your feet under the table. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Stay a while. Somebody talk to me. God's stirring up something in the kitchen. He'll be with you in just a minute. Why don't you go ahead and take your shoes off. Put them up here by the fire. Got a roaring fire here. Got the bread of heaven baking in the other room. God's about to bring in a celestial feast and feed you. You want to talk just a minute. Tell me what you've been going through. No, no, no. Let's not talk about that just yet. I want to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. Let's stir this thing up just a minute, church. Take a little time to to, to settle in and tarry in Jerusalem. Until we be endued with power from on high. I've got to wait in the upper room and testify one more time. Look out the window. Is he coming? No, I don't know how he's supposed to. He said, wait. What are we waiting for? He said, power. What's it going to look like? Not a clue. Tell another story. I was there when he walked on water. I was there when he fed the 5,000. And then another one jumps up Lazarus and he begins to dance. He says, yeah, but I was dead four days. And God called me out of the grave. And then, blind." Bartimaeus says, I once was blind, but now I see. And they begin to testify of the goodness of God. And suddenly in God's time, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And cloven tongues of fire sat down on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. But you've got to wait. You've got to be there when he shows up or you'll miss what God has for your life. You're too fast. You're too impatient. You're too ready for your microwave and your little social media. You can't settle in and just let God work on you. Shh. He's coming. He's coming. And We're going to wait for him. God's going to heal you. He's going to save you. He's going to answer your needs. He's going to speak life into you. And we're going to be here when he shows up. So I'm going to wait on God, even when it looks like he's late. But that last interpretation of wait also means to like wait on a table. Like you're taking an order from God. What this means is if you want your strength renewed, stop being selfish with your prayer life and making it all about you. And you make up your mind when you need strength renewed that you're not there to get strength. You're there to give praise. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my tower in time of trouble. I came to the Beaufort Church of God today to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. I didn't come to get, I came to give. I came to lift up God's name knowing that when my praise goes up, his glory comes down. So Jesus, I want you to know I appreciate it. I love you. I magnify your name. You are God and beside you, there is no other. You're a good God. You're a great big God. You're the God that saved me and healed me, brought me out. I magnify and exalt your holy name. Is there a praise left at Beaufort Church of God? Is there somebody here today that says I didn't come in the house to steal from God and to simply get something out of him. I came to bless him right back because I know that when my praise goes up, his glory is going to come down and he's going to touch my my life. I'm gonna bless the Lord. That's how strength happens. You know what happens when you're praising God? Watch this. Say, say, thank you, Jesus. It is impossible to say thank you, Jesus, without feeling a smile. Yeah. Try and be mad. Hallelujah. Don't work. It just goes right out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He put, He puts the joy of the Lord in your life. You can be seated for a moment. I, I want to say a couple of more things to you. Maybe 5, 7, 12, maybe 14. but <laughs> Mount up with wings like an eagle. Now, specifically what Isaiah seems to be referring to here is the eagle's uncanny ability to take adverse winds and use it to raise altitude. They have pictures of this. You can go home and Google it because Google knows everything. They have pictures of eagles soaring above terrible storms. When other birds seem to huddle in fear, an eagle can take wind that is against it and use it to raise its body above the storm. And what God is trying to say to you is that if you'll wait on Him, He won't calm the storm. He'll just make it insignificant compared to the altitude of your life. (laughs) He doesn't change the storm. He just makes it smaller than you. Mm. He doesn't get you out of the water. He just gives you the ability to walk on it. See, some of you are asking him to get rid of the storm. And what God's trying to say is, no, 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 no. Let me show you something. I want to create in you the ability to be a storm walker. I want to I teach you how to use what comes against you so that you'll learn that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. That if God be for me, who can be against me? These winds shall, what shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulation, struggle, pestilence, or pride, or fear? No, sir. I found that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. That's why I can stand beside the grave and still praise God. God, that's why I can get an x-ray at the doctor's office and still glorify God. That's why when Christians weep, we don't weep as those who have no hope because we know that one day there's going to be an angel shout and a trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise so those that are alive and remain will be called up to meet him in the air. I know my Redeemer lives, therefore I can fly above what destroys other people. I sat down with a minister. He's a very powerful man in my life. He's a leader. He's a a man of influence. And and I was privileged to be in his circle of friends. He'll often call me and we'll just hang out. And he will share with me thoughts and ideas. And, And we were there talking. And I looked at him and I said, you know what you are? I said, you're just an eagle in a chicken coop. And we were at a very nice restaurant. And he started weeping in that restaurant. And I talked about how he's caged by what's around him. God wants him to fly. You see, there's a farmer that had an eagle caught at an early age and he raised that eagle with his chickens until that eagle thought it was a chicken. he had to eat with the chickens and, and eat like a chicken, walked around and moved like a chicken. Till one day another eagle flew over. And that eagle let out a scream. And when that eagle screamed, that that little eagle in that cage looked up and realized his destiny and began to beat himself against the side of that cage. And the farmer realized if he didn't open the door, that little bird was going to die. And so he swung that door wide and that eagle took off. He was meant to fly. There's a tour guide in one of the famous areas for bald eagles out west. He would take people to this famous rock and they would look at the eagles and he had named all of them. He had been so many times he felt like they were his pets and he can name them and tell you the struggles and their age and all that they had gone through. and They were there on the side of that mountain looking into the valley and one of the visitors noticed that there was a little eagle laying down in that valley. and It looked broken and on the verge of death. And that tour guide said that eagle is going through a molting season and he's not doing well. It looks like not going to make it. A lot of eagles will die in their molting season because their wings get heavy with the weight of dead feathers and calcium deposits grow over the end of their beak and they cannot eat. And if they don't struggle to go back to the rock of their birth They may not survive the molting season. One of the following days, that same tour guide was out there and they were looking down into that valley and that tour guide, he started to lift his hands and praise the Lord. They said, what are you doing? He said, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. What no one else observed was another eagle flew over and screamed at that eagle in the valley. That molting season Looked up into the sky and started to struggle back to the rocks. And when he got to those rocks, he started to grip it as best he could with the beak. Beating the calcium deposits off. And began to claw and climb because he couldn't fly until his wings became beaten against the side of that cliff as he struggled back to that rock where he was born. And the weight of dead feathers was falling out of his wings as he climbed And his beak became stronger as the calcium deposits were removed by the struggle against the stone. When he finally got to the top of that pinnacle, he felt the wind, and it lifted him, and he could fly. My dad tells this story so well. He preached a sermon years ago on these eagles. And he has this praise phrase that he would use. It was kind of his eagle shout. And a lot of times when I'm going through hard times, I can still hear him describing the shout of an eagle. Glory! Sounds kind of like an eagle. So when something goes wrong in your life, you can hear that victory shout. Glory! And it's almost as if when I hear that praise phrase in my mind, I can not only envision the worship that came from my own family, I can also hear scriptures that go with it. Glory! My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. Glory! All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to them that are thee called according to his purpose. Glory! Now, also, seeing that we're compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so hinder and easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, with our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Glory! He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come nigh me. For I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my portion, my tower in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Glory! Hallelujah. 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 Church, take a moment and lift your voices with me. And let's magnify God. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I want you to stand with me all over the house. This running and not being weary reminds me of Team Hoyt. I talked about them last week. Richard Hoyt passed away. He was the triathlete, triathlon athlete that ran and swam and biked with his son in a wheelchair or in a raft or strapped to the bike in some way. There's the father and there's the handicapped son. and I told you about the miracle of that family. But one of the things that I did not share with you is they discovered in his life shortly after he started training for these races that Richard Hoyt had a serious heart blockage. He had several impediments and major arteries in his body. And the doctor looked at him and said, If you hadn't have been running and training, you'd be dead. These blockages would have killed you, but because your heart is so strong and healthy, it didn't cause you any trouble. He came home, he looked at his son, he said, you know, all these years, everybody thought I saved your life when you actually saved mine. See, sometimes the load you carry isn't meant for your harm. It's meant for your good. Sometimes you think, well, I can't teach. I can't worship. I can't pray anymore. I can't carry it. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. But sometimes the heavy load is just an opportunity for God to demonstrate that He can save your life because He loves you, He renews your strength. You mount up with wings like eagles. You run. And because you love what you're pushing, you don't grow weary. Miss Mia, if you'll join me on the stage. The Bible also says they shall walk and not faint. Now my wife is the best Christian that I know. She is my inspiration. And I'm not saying this just because I'm in trouble. But my wife has had a very hard two weeks. A lot of things are going on with the conference that's coming to our church. She's taken on so many roles here at the church in ministry. God's called her to preach. She does more than you'll ever know for this church. As a matter of fact, she's really the pastor. I just I just preach. I think it's true. But this week she was going through her series of activities, and one of our elders, Miss Gay Stowe, sent her a word. God put Mia on Miss Gay's heart and me, I got a word from God. You've been on my mind this morning, and this, this is what has come to me during this devotion. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The call comes on this day, the day of your testing. All your study will shine forth on this day. Arise from all your fears. Arise to beauty, to holiness, to joy, to peace, to work inspired by love and joy through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Joshua 23, verse 10. One man of you shall chase a thousand for the Lord your God is he who fights for you. As he has promised you, God will bring to your remembrance the things you need. God has this. Praise God. Praise God. I bless you with the courage to receive this word and fly above the storm. I bless you with the truth that he is God and you are not. The ability and patience to wait on God so that he can renew your strength. And you mount up with wings as eagles. I ask God to bless you in the city and bless you in the field. Bless you when you rise and bless you when you lay down. I ask God to give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. A garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I ask God to bind the devil that's attacking your life to bind every spirit but the Holy Spirit and to release in your life the army of angels identified as those who encamp round about those that love and fear Him to bring a victory in the middle of this storm to heal your bodies, to touch your minds, to save your children, to provide for your needs. Bless you today. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm on your face and the rains fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed Pastor Joey's word today. To find out more about our ministry, visit bcog.me. Our services are live streamed weekly on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, you can talk to one of our pastors anytime via bcog.me messenger. See you again in the next podcast episode.